Michael Osterlink here. I'm speaking with Susan Hackley, who is producing a documentary film called A Child's Guide to War, about the impact of war on Americans' children and families. This film is part of a broader outreach project to help bridge the civilian-military divide so that all Americans can talk about war in ways that are collaborative and not polarizing. Susan is also Managing Director of the Program on Negotiations at Harvard Law School, a consortium program of Harvard, MIT, and Tufts University. Previously, she co-founded an internet company, GiveNation.com, that enabled people to connect and contribute to causes they cared about. Susan has served as chair of the Alliance for Peacebuilding, a Washington, D.C.-based organization dedicated to building sustainable peace and security worldwide, and she is currently on the Board of Trustees for Alaska, an Alaska-based public interest environmental law firm. Good afternoon, Susan. Good afternoon, Michael. Thank you. Sure. It's great to have you on. It's a very important project. And uh, before we actually jump into what is A Child's Guide to War, can you tell us what drove you to want to produce this documentary film? Sure, I'd love to. And I guess it goes back as far as the Vietnam War. I was in college then, and my college boyfriend um, sort of allowed himself to be drafted. He didn't think somebody else should have to go and he could um, escape it. So he was drafted, and he served in the Army. And he died in a plane crash over there. And for me, I felt so alone and unsupported and that people didn't really understand the people who go to serve in wars are going where we, the the voters, the Americans, the leaders, choose to send them. And so that bothered me for many years. Um, then, before 9-11, my son, Zach, decided to join the Marines. And if we can all remember back to that period, there was really no thought that we would be going to war. My biggest concern was he was postponing college, and um, I wanted to make sure that he got around to that eventually. Well, when 9-11 happened, he was in the Marine Corps Infantry, and he was among the first troops from Kuwait over the border, um, headed to Baghdad, and, you know, in the hazmat suits and worried about biological weapons and, you know, just a really tough time. And once again, I felt very isolated and I thought that people around me, and I live in Massachusetts, really um, couldn't understand what I was going through. And I felt like there's this huge disconnect that's been bothering me so for these many years. So my son came home safe and sound, and um, but I vowed whatever whatever happened to him, I was going to try to do something to bring people together in America so we didn't have just polarizing conversations about war, which I saw in the Vietnam War discussions and then again the Iraq War discussions, but that the civilians would know the veterans better and the soldiers better and understand what they're going through, and that as a consequence, maybe the veterans and the soldiers would let the rest of us in on the conversation. So together as Americans, we could have productive conversations about war. Very important conversations to be had, especially since we're now almost 16 years into you know, the war against uh, al-Qaeda and affiliated forces now heading into ISIS and stuff, which never seems to be ending. So, you know, our our, our soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines have now had 15 years, at least, of combat, multiple tours, and it would be really, really important for civilians to understand what is the impact, 
not only on you know the, those in the military but their families. Tell us why a child's got to war. Why that particular perspective and vehicle to have this conversation. Yes, so as I started thinking about what I might do, how I could contribute to this conversation, I thought it's hard to get people's attention, and I don't want it to be a political conversation. But I could see that for many Americans, the war didn't impact them. Fewer than 1% of Americans are serving in um, our wars. And so there's this huge disconnect. And frankly, a lot of ignorance about the military and about what service means. And so I decided that if I focused on our children, America's children, it might highlight and spark a conversation. So I was stunned to realize that over 2 million American children have a father or mother who has served in war. And I have talked to many psychologists, educators, experts, parents, teachers. And really, of course, the impact on children is profound when you have a parent at war. And yet we're not very good at talking about it or showing that. And as a consequence, there's a lot more that we civilians could be doing to support these families and respect their sacrifice. And so I I chose the title, A Child's Guide, to war to be somewhat provocative. You would think, why do children need a guide to war? Well, we've been at war the entire lifetime of any child 14 or younger. Of course they have opinions about it, about it and of course they probably have questions and they get information from media, from conversations, from video games. And more importantly, there are these 2 million children who have a parent who's been at war. So one of the things we've done is um, we filmed a conversation in Indiana. It's now a six-minute film called Veteran Kids, which you can see on YouTube. And it's it's just children talking to other children, asking questions. What is it like when your mom or dad is at war? It's very, very honest and very touching. And we've done quite a bit of filming in Indiana. And we have uh, interviewed... Senator Donnelly, U.S. Senator, who's on the Armed Services Committee. We have um, a collaboration with WFYI, a public television station, and we're hoping to finish our half-hour program for public television that would just show um, really a beautiful picture of um, a number of veteran families and how they manage when their parent is away and what are some of the ways we could help them. I would imagine the challenge is not only when the parent one or two, you know the parent is away in a combat situation, but also a challenge when they come back. Yes, that's really true. And and um, there are a number of of wonderful places at Purdue and Duke University where they're doing a lot of study of this. And and one thing that one um, trauma expert said to me is that PTSD can be multi generational. For example, when somebody died in the Holocaust. Some of that stress and trauma really carries on for one or two more generations. And we can all imagine what it must be like, and many of your listeners may know this personally, when when your father, as it used to be only men, was off at war, whether it's the Vietnam War or um, other wars earlier, your fears about that, 
What is your father doing there? What are people trying to do to him? War is the most serious subject imaginable, and I think sometimes we don't peel back the layers and really have these honest conversations. And what I want is for us all to feel that we're part of the conversation and people aren't pushed aside because they haven't been to war. A much-needed conversation, especially as the war does not seem to be ending anytime soon. And even if it did, obviously we have a long history of continual times in combat over, over the length of our history as a country. So it will probably never end. <clears throat> so it's really important, as you're suggesting, that civilians better understand military service, the effects of, of going to combat, both on those going into combat, but also on their families. And as you said, too, that it's important for our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines to better understand how civilians think, or in some cases ignorantly think, or mistakenly think, or, you know, or even correctly think about those in combat and the reasons we're going into war, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm really, really happy that you are facilitating these kind of conversations, um, and especially through your film. Where can people learn more about A Child's God of War and be helpful? Uh, I'd love it if they went excuse me, to our website, which is www.achildsguidetowar.com, so all one word. And they can look at our trailers there, and um, they can look at some of the um, discussions we've had. Check out our blog. We've had discussions um, at various universities and conferences. Um, one of the topics is war changes everyone, because it does. Even if you haven't been to war and you're just a citizen or your uncle was at war or your sister's boyfriend or whatever, we're all impacted by our wars. And we also have given a talk um, with Congressman Seth Moulton last year, so I, I co-presented with him. He served four tours of duty in Iraq, and I spoke with him, and the topic was, why is it hard to talk about war, and how can we have these conversations together? So we're trying to create a movement. Um, we invite everyone to join in, to look at our trailers, to um, spread the word. And, of course, we're always looking for contributions to, to help finish the film. And I assume people can contribute on the website? Yes, it's right on the front page. There's a donate button. Great. And you're also on social media. What's your Twitter? Uh, Child's Guide to War, number two. Well, Susan, thank you very much. Um, wish you much luck and success on this effort. Definitely encourage folks to check out A Child's Guide to War and support the project uh, as much as they can. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Michael, so much. You're welcome. Goodbye.